0: Welcome everyone to another wonderful edition of Only a Fool Would Say That, the podcast Your favorite podcast, because I know I have the many listeners The podcast that asks hard-hitting questions Like, how many bean batsmen will the Astros have this season? Um, you know, I don't want to harp on on the Astros um, I don't... Uh, I already talked about it. And I just want to say one more thing. Is that... I... Hope... I, my hope would be that... The... Uh, that the fans... The Astros fans would be... What's, uh, you know, contrite enough. You know, that they would... I, I would, I would, uh, I would see the point of the indignation if I were an Astros fan. If Major League Baseball had come down on me with, like, you know, uh, you know, Mjolnir, you know, Thor's hammer. You know, if they had said, "Okay, we're stripping you of the title, we're uh, vacating wins from uh, from these uh, past three seasons, uh, we're taking away the individual player awards." and the major players involved are suspended for 81 days you know if if that had been first of all i think most baseball fans would say that that is a that would be a just and fair punishment however that didn't nothing nothing happened but again, if that had been the, the punishment, I could see why if you're an astros fan, you'd be like, "Oh, oh you know, everybody you know, needs to calm down, now let it go. Okay, it happened. Let's stop talking about it." However, nothing happened. Uh, the the uh, Houston will remain as World Series champions, Uh, the individual player awards will remain, and no punishment for the players involved, Uh, and because of that, I think that most people should be, most Houston fans should be, okay, you know what? bring it keep it on us we understand Uh, because yes this this uh, this will be remembered Uh, sports fans and publications and everything encyclopedias and wikipedia's and even the Hall of Fame will mention this will mention the the sign stealing by the Houston Astros. Uh, it will mention it and it will be it will never be forgotten. It will always be a part of baseball history now. However, the part of that's the part of that narrative will also be that Major League Baseball did not pass any punishments down to players or the club. And so I think, if uh, my personal opinion, because only a fool would say the stuff that I say on this podcast, uh, my opinion was that okay, um, everybody is hating on the Astros right now, calling them cheaters, and things like that, and not letting it go, and it's going to be, it's going to be the uh, the narrative of this entire baseball season. And no matter what Rob Manfred says, there are going to be pitchers that are going to throw at the Houston batters. That's just the way it is. Uh, And if I were an Astros fan and seeing what has happened, that no punishment will be visited upon the Houston Astros or any of the players involved, then I would be like, okay, bring it, let, let me have it. Because we are cheaters, because we did cheat. Uh, in lieu of the commissioner uh, punishing the, the Astros and the players now the fans are going to have to write it out um and and the players too in in game situations you know they're going to be fans that are going to hold up signs that are going to bang trash cans that are going to bang trash can lids um they're going to be called cheaters when they go to visiting ballparks um that is minor compared to what they could have faced and and now the fans have to bear the brunt of it and you know what because the fans are bearing the brunt of it hey take it would you rather and you know I think most Astros fans would feel the same it's like would you rather endure six months of of scorn six months of all the name-calling or would you rather Major League Baseball take away your World Series to spend your players you know, ten out of ten Astros fans would say oh no no give me give it to me to handle for the entire baseball season and leave the players alone well you know what that's what's happened the players have been left alone It's time for you to take your medicine over the course of the season. And like I said, that's all I'm going to say about that. I've said my piece about the Astros for today. Uh, But what I really wanted to talk about was communication. I wanted to talk about language. Friday, uh, February 21st, was International Mother Tongue Day. A day when you can celebrate a language, not necessarily the one you speak, but the one that was taught to you at home, or the one that you speak at home. Uh, I don't know how many uh, international listeners I I have, but I'm sure that, well, no, it's not that I'm sure, I know that in the United States that... There is a good uh, percentage of the population that either speaks a different language or a different patois at home. Uh, not necessarily what you're taught in schools. Not necessarily what you talk, uh, speak at work. And, and so it got me thinking: um, What is my mother tongue? Can me? Pues, ya sé que es mi madre patria, but uh, you know what? I grew up in a bilingual household, and yeah, I could say that Spanish and English are both my mother tongues. Um, as a as someone who has come to embrace the belief that. Languages evolve, uh, and that uh, languages change. Um, I uh, I was going uh, when someone asked on uh, on Friday. I said my mother tongue was actually Spanglish um, because I. Uh, you know it's it's not unusual of me to throw in a phrase just be speaking spanish and throwing a phrase in english or vice versa and but in all reality uh for those who don't know i am an aspiring polyglot uh, I love learning languages. It comes uh, rather easy to me, and uh, you know, I have garnered a well over over my uh, over my two score years uh, on Earth. I have uh, been privileged enough to to uh, acquire. Uh, these languages uh, that I have uh, in high school I took three years of French uh, I took a semester of Russian in college I uh, I spent a year and a half in Sicily uh, and for those of you who uh, in the know, I did not pick up Sicilian per se I, I picked up Italian um a word or two, um, there's a word or two that I know in Sicilian, but for the most part, I speak Italian, um, and yeah, you know, there's a, a, a smattering of, uh, of German that I tried to, uh, well, that I am in the process of learning, that's what I'm gonna say, um, and a few words in, uh, other languages, a few words in Portuguese, Uh, I used to have a uh, a good friend in Romania that would uh, teach me phrases. Unfortunately, the one phrase that I do remember in Romanian is uh, slang and cannot be used in polite company. Uh, A few words in Portuguese, a few words in uh, Arabic. That ends up getting spoken is a melange, if you will, a, a, um, a just you know a, a combination of everything, where you never know what what is going to be expressed, what's going what's going to come out. Excuse me. Um. While my niece and nephew were growing up i would uh, well, that's a prime example uh during their uh while they were growing up my niece and nephew uh i was in their lives a lot i am in their lives a lot uh, but i would speak to them in these in these languages my uh my niece more than my nephew And I think that's more because he's stubborn. Uh, My niece knows how to, I told her to sit down and stand up a lot in in French. Uh, She can count to 10 in German. And she often says that sometimes when she is counting things, uh, she will count in her head in German. Uh, And uh, although being a Doctor Who fan, is uh, apt when uh, going off on a trek anywhere, she is very apt to say Allons-y um, She also knows the She's also very familiar with the uh, the uh, Arabic phrase Yala, which also means let's go uh, So I, that is the, the perfect um, That's a perfect explanation as to the the language that I myself speak, um, and what will be what will be spoken. Well, what is spoken in my household? Uh, what is spoken in my home? Do I wish to? pass this off to my daughter as she grows up? Of course. Of course I do. Of course I want her to be able to at the very least understand some words and phrases in French. Understand some words and phrases in German. Uh, And and, you know, I I want her to be at the very least bilingual in English and Spanish. Uh, But I would love it if she could be a uh, a polyglot like they old that you know if uh, you know in a situation uh, I will <clears throat> let me recount a uh, personal tale to you listeners uh, several months ago I was at LAX uh, awaiting a friend of mine to come in on a flight and uh, while I was waiting there, in the arrivals area, there was a older couple that had uh, come down into the arrivals area, into the baggage claim area, and they looked completely lost, completely lost. And they came into the baggage claim area and started looking around. Obviously, the person that was um, that was there that was uh, supposed to pick them up wasn't there yet or hadn't found them yet and so you know being the helpful sort that I am I went up to them and I told them I asked them it's like are you in need of any help can I help you expression they looked at me expression didn't change try it again les puedo ayudar en algo Nothing. Um, <clears throat> so I started to reach into the file cabinet, and I was like, "Vous uh, 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 parlez anglais? Vous uh, parlez français? Uh, uh, nothing." I was like, uh, uh, "Parla italiano? Nothing." I was like, "Sprachen Sie Deutsch? Nothing." I was like, "Kak uh, uh, can- paruski?" Eyes went wide. Uh, their mouths you know started to break into a smile and both of them started you know just you know uh, speaking to me in you know and a smattering of languages flowed from both of them and my understanding of Russian is limited to a few phrases uh, but their amount of Words that were coming out of their mouths was just beyond my comprehension, uh, and luckily, uh, the person that was there for them ended up uh, uh, coming up right behind me, and you know thanked me for trying to help out, uh, and and ushered these uh, two elderly people away. But just the, <clears throat> I, I'm gonna say it was a joy and surprise that came into their eyes when they are like, this person speaks our language. Oh my Lord. And you know, that, that's why, and I've, I've heard it before. Uh, it's been a while since I heard it, but you know, these people are all like, uh, this is America. People should speak English. It's like, okay, uh, yeah, people should speak English, but it shouldn't preclude you from speaking anything else. Um and it shouldn't preclude you from learning something else. If you if you grow up speaking English, I am a big believer that you should learn another language. Um, I'm not saying it's easy. Um, just because I, just because it's simple for me does not mean it is simple for everybody. Um, but it is so worth it because you have those moments, And I'm not saying it'll, it it happens, you know, it will happen frequently, especially like if you live in middle America, the chances that you'll, that you'll run into somebody and your, the language you acquire will be able to be put to use. Um, But just that you have that in your repertoire, that you have that in your wheelhouse, that it's, it's there in case you need it. And You know, because when you... When you speak to somebody... uh, Speaking from experience, it is very intimidating to... To make somebody speak a language that they're not comfortable with. Uh, A lot of people... And, and you know this also applies to uh, to uh, listeners out there who have tried to learn a foreign language and then you know are trying to converse in that foreign language. It's intimidating and it's scary when you're not quite sure about the language when you don't when you don't know when you don't when you are are afraid that you're speaking it wrong and what we don't realize in our Cultural heliocentricity uh, is that, you know, this nation is filled with immigrants, not just from Latin America, but from all parts of the world, from uh, Southeast Asia and uh, from places where English isn't the, the first language. And so there are people in this country that probably didn't start speaking English until they were adults. And then they come to this country and more not more often than not they're working in customer service and they're they're speak they're trying to speak English and we're you know we're mocking them or we make fun of them or you know or at the very least we're just criticizing them. It's like, oh these people why you know uh, why can't they? Why can't they learn English? It's like okay, because from experience, English is a very hard language. Uh, you may not have uh, uh, verb conjugation. Uh, you may not have. Well, let me rephrase that. You may not have very much verb conj- conjugation, and but it's it's a very hard language because it's not phonetic. Words do not sound like they are spelled. Um, and to to somebody comes to your land and is trying to speak your language they're yeah it might be part of their job but they're actually trying to reach out to you they're actually trying to to well, they're reaching out to you and In learning a foreign language, it's meeting somebody halfway. Um, The place where I was in Sicily was a place that, it was near a military base uh, uh, where Americans would be stationed. So the people in that area were used to Americans coming around and some of them would speak, you know, a smattering of English However, when you spoke to those people even though there was a smattering of, of English or even if they had a knowledge of English, if you tried to speak to them in Italian, even if it wasn't perfect because I'm not saying my Italian was perfect and it's less than that now. If you tried to speak to them in Italian, oh my god, I, it would just, it just went a long way. It, they would uh, converse to you about different things and they talk to you about more and they teach you about the culture or, you know, uh, this word means that instead of this that you're using. Uh, it it was... It's just such an, an, an eye-opener. Such a... Uh, well, you know, it's an olive branch is what it is. And... You know, in a world that where we uh, seek to divide ourselves and gain these animosities. And we have these animosities and uh, these, uh, you know, just these divisions, you know, that we, uh, these things that divide us. Just, you know, to take that little bit of an effort try to reach across, you know, reach, meet somebody halfway, that is just so, um, it's such a big thing that we don't realize, um, and I wish more that people would, would try that, you yeah. um, know, that people would see or and, and not even just try it just realize it realize that if you go to somebody else's country and just try you know you don't have to be perfect you don't have to be fluent but just try it. it would go such a long way that people's the way people think of you the, the way people treat you would just change immensely and you know uh, like I said it's an olive branch and I think that more olive branches not necessarily a bad thing Uh, and that you know that's a that's a great place to leave it for this week Uh, I thank you all for listening Um, you guys are a great audience even though it may be audiences of one or two or, but you guys are great audiences. I thank you for listening. Um, As always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, um, tips, uh, you can uh, email me at only a fool would say that the podcast. I'm sorry. I always, the email is only a fool would say that podcast at gmail.com. Only a fool would say that, podcast at gmail.com. Only a fool would say that, podcast at gmail.com. Um, uh, I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining me this week. Um, you guys have a great week. Uh, more olive branches, uh, different languages. Thanks for listening. Bye.